Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports, the college football analyst there. You can find him at Tom Fornelli over there on Twitter. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderful. So let me ask you this first and foremost, because I know that there have been some schools that said they're coming back. Other schools have said they're not coming back until full campuses are open. Um, what are your what, what are your thoughts when it comes to whether or not we will or will not have a what we call normal college football season? Well, I don't. Th- I think the chances of a normal season at this point are gone simply because it's already been an abnormal year with with spring practices and everything already being canceled. And now we're looking at a situation where the NCAA is putting together a plan, or at least the reports that the NCAA is putting together a plan where we're going to see six week sort of training camps for everybody before the season starts to make sure that players can be ready and teams can be ready. But I think it'll be normal in that there will be college football this fall. It's just we don't know yet because things are changing at at seemingly every other day. There's new news coming out and things are changing because of it. But I think we're going to have games this fall, whether it's going to be the schedule that is currently, if you go, if you go online and look at your team's 2020 schedule, whether that's going to be the actual schedule they play and if the dates are all going to be the same. I think that is all still a little bit up in the air. But for right now, I think that based on the signs and reading the tea leaves, we're heading towards the college football season taking place this fall. Maybe not exactly on time and maybe not the way it's designed, but it'll be played somehow, some way. Um, some of these colleges, now I know uh, many of the Big Ten schools said, look, uh, we want to come back. They want to get it going. And there's a lot of money to be made there, obviously. And that's pretty much uh, their athletic budgets when it comes to football. So uh, these bigger schools want to come back. Some have said they'll wait and see, you know. So how weird would it be to have a Big Ten season without a couple of the major players like a Michigan not coming back? It, it would be very, very strange. It would be one of those kind of how seriously do you take the season? Was it just it's, – it's clearly it would have happened. But at that point, like you said, there's, there's a lot of money involved in this. And we've seen through just with what happened with the spring sports being canceled and what we've seen the last few months, a lot of schools have had to cut sports simply because 
football is the revenue generator for all of the other sports. It's like, yes, men's basketball brings in money and women's basketball brings in money because of their tournaments and the television revenue, but they pale in comparison to what football brings in on an annual basis. Even if you're not a powerhouse school or in a power five conference, you're still getting a decent amount of money from television alone, which helps fund your other sports, which don't really generate nearly as much revenue, if at all. In fact, most of them on their own operate at a loss, which is why football is so essential and so pivotal for athletic departments and why I think at the end of the day, while schools are going to take the, the, more, the most cautious approach that they can, I do think that once push comes to shove, like if 10 or 11 Big Ten schools are saying we're ready to go this fall and there's two or three holding out, I think those two or three are, that are holding out are going to finally at some point relent and say, okay, we have to do this simply because it'll be too costly for us not to. So I, I, I I can't say, sit here and say with any guarantee of what's going to happen with any certain school or any certain conference, but I do think that by the time September rolls around, everybody in the FBS level, at least everybody certainly at the Power 5 level, is going to be ready to go. That was going to be my next question. At the Power 5 level, I think everybody's going to be ready. How much is this going to affect, do you feel, some of the lesser schools, some of the smaller conferences, um, and their ability to, one, play, two, possibly or not possibly. If you can't put fans in a stand, some of these small schools rely upon the gate. If they don't have that, then they're not making a lot of money because there isn't a lot of te- television revenue if you're not a Power 5 conference. So how much do we see some of those conferences or those schools go by the wayside for a season? Yeah, that, that's going to be the interesting thing to, fo- to follow along with how this works because, yeah, if you're in a Power 5 conference, if you're in the Big Ten – and you're getting $60 million a year or whatever the number will be just from television alone, yeah, you want fans showing up for the atmosphere and you want them buying you know, concessions and all that kind of stuff because it does increase your overall revenue, but you'll get by even if they don't show up with just the TV money. That's, that's not the same at like a Wyoming where maybe in the Mountain West where you get a million and a half a year from TV alone, which is good and it helps fund other things, but still – a lot, a larger share of your revenue is coming from fans being at games and being able to go to games. So I can't with a, I can't really predict how that's going to affect them. I think that that will be part, another kind of driving force and impetus to convince them to play. But it's, this is one of those things where we're, we're concerned now with the season happening in 2020, but I don't think we're really going to see the full impact on what any of this had for another, you know, until another year or two from now when we're seeing athletic departments trying to make up the money that they lost out on if they miss games, if they miss any portion of the season, and what they have to do going forward to kind of balance those books. Talking to Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports, college football analyst, what is the likelihood the season gets pushed back? I would say right now, based on things that are going, I, I, I wouldn't say it's more than 20%. I do think that they will, if they have to push it back, I do think they're going to do everything in their power. So because as we've gone over, the, the importance of the money of the sport, like if they can't play this fall, they're not going to cancel the season like we saw them do in college basketball where they canceled the postseason and they, we saw them do it with baseball where they just canceled the entire season altogether. They simply can't afford to. So they'll just keep pushing it back as much as they have to if they have to. But at the same time, there's also a scenario where the season starts on time and they're playing games in September and October and November. And then maybe towards the end of November and into December, we see another uptick in, you know, the COVID-19 cases that cause people to 
states in the country to shut things down again. And at that point, maybe they canceled the season. So I, I think that's more likely than the season getting pushed back at this point. But everything's still on the table as far as I'm concerned. And then the the biggest argument is that some of these college campuses to say, look, if we're not going to open the campus to mass quantities of students, what do we do with fans? What do we do with players? How do we bring them? Because, I mean, we all know, anybody that's ever been on a college campus knows that to run a college football team versus a pro football, pros have a lot of coaches and a lot of personnel around. But when it comes to a college football team that can carry upwards of 100-plus players, and then to have the students, the the, uh, the student assistants that are all there, the coaches, the assistant coaches, the weight training staff, all that, to put all that together and to try to bubbleize all of that, how difficult is that going to be? Extremely. And the, the truth of the matter is nobody knows how. And they could, we could all try to come up with plans for how to do it, but nobody knows how to do it because simply nobody's ever had to do it and nobody's ever really been in a position where they're like, okay, we need to plan for this because this isn't something that you plan for. So – it's it's incredibly difficult, and I do think that, you know, I, there are a lot of schools saying clearly, you know, if, if our students back aren't back on campus, we're not going to have sports. And I think that that logically is a sensible thing and the most logical thing you could say. Whether that's actually going to be the case, I don't know, because, like, if students aren't back on campus, it wouldn't be the first time that colleges treated their student athletes different than the regular student body by having the student athletes on and playing football and maybe them being the only one there. And they'll probably bring up the argument that, hey, it's probably safer not to have all the students back on campus for the players if they're the only ones here. So I have a feeling we're going to see a whole lot of logical cartwheels and backflips over the next couple of months trying to just whatever has to be done to make sure that the games are played is probably what's going to be done. The uh, the question you get a lot of the time is there's a lot of work and effort going into college football and college basketball. Some of the other sports have gone by the wayside and have had their seasons canceled. Uh, this also then becomes uh, a fairness issue, a Title IX issue. I mean, is this something that college down the road is going to begin to face when it comes to, well, my season was lost, but the football players still got their season because they're the ones that pay the bills and on and on and on. Are we going to see then eventually lawsuits over this? We might. I, I can't speak to that. I, 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 I'm not I'm not smart enough to know the answer to that, to be quite <laughs> honest. But I do think, yeah, it's it's something that's in play. That it, it's one of those things I mentioned earlier, where it's seeing the impact on this a couple years from now compared to just this fall. That that's something that could bubble up, and it's something that could lead to new legislation on it, or just you know some sort of compensation, whatever that would be, for those sports that did get canceled. Uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you, uh, so the, the Wisconsin Badgers, obviously, uh, we're looking for this team to win the West and then probably go up against Ohio State yet again, and Ohio State has had their numbers certainly in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, but just in the Big Ten West and looking at what the Badgers have going on and a little bit of a, con- a quarterback battle, but they, they can't see it because no spring ball, obviously. So uh, where do the Badgers stand in all of this right now, in your opinion? I mean, I still think they're the favorite in the West. I do think that if you look at their schedule, it's they've got as far as non-conference schedules are concerned, it's it's not the easiest schedule in the world because yeah, there's the Notre Dame game at Lambeau Field, but Appalachian State is a very good Sun Belt team, and I know it's from the Sun Belt, but it's it's better than your typical Sun Belt team. It's it's a solid program, and Southern Illinois is your typical FCS game, which shouldn't be a problem. But that that's a difficult non-conference schedule, and then when you get into the Big Ten. Starting the year, I always if I'm a if I'm a coach at any program, I I would hate starting my season with a conference game, and that's the position that Wisconsin finds this year, where they're starting with Indiana, and it's an even more 
interesting situation simply because of the truncated offseason that these teams are going to be having to get ready for the year. So to be in a position where you're probably not going to be at the same level of readiness that you would be in a typical season, and then opening with a conference game that's going to count right away in the standings for you, that that's going to be difficult. And then having to go to on the road to Michigan, that's a difficult game. But I think in the division – I feel like Minnesota will be the biggest threat to Wisconsin. I'm not at a stage where I'm able to say that. I mean, just based on how the way the game went between Wisconsin and Minnesota last year, I'm not ready to say that Minnesota is going to be able to beat Wisconsin and take the division from them. But I think we're going to see Iowa take a step back simply because they're replacing a, you know, a lot of key starters, including a multi-year starter at quarterback. I don't think Purdue's at a situation where it's really ready to step forward. Northwestern is going to be better, but it's, I don't think it's going to be a 10 win kind of team in that division this year. So I think that Wisconsin should still be your favorite and is still the most likely team to win the West. But I, I do think this is a team that could finish, you know, conference play with two or three losses and still win the division. Tom, great stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes. Okay. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Have a good weekend. You too. Absolutely. There you go. Tom Fernelli, CBS College football analyst and uh, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring uh, drivers right now. Hiring drivers right now. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. They treat you right. If you uh, get your job done, they'd be treating you all kinds of right. And if you're looking for a job, it's a great place to go. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.